Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan from Sport Clips. This is another edition of our Hall of Fame podcast. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hello. Uh, you can probably see that we're filming from a really special location. In fact, there are cars whizzing by us right now on the track. Uh, we are here in Darlington at the Darlington Raceway, and it's the Labor Day weekend. Uh, we had uh, Denny Hamlin drive for us yesterday and an exciting finish. Uh, even though he got disqualified after the fact, we still got some time in uh, victory lane, and it was a really wild night. And then today, Eric Jones, who, by the way, I just met his dog, his German Shepherd, Oscar. Uh, he'll be racing for us. So while we're here, we have a lot of VIPs, uh, especially around the Sport Clips world, coming by. And uh, our guest today is certainly one of those. She's a Hall of Famer, and wait till you hear her story. Uh, so without further ado, young lady, why don't I have you introduce... Um, yeah, why don't we do this? Your name, uh, your store, what you do at the store, and then let's give a shout out to your two kiddos. All right, my name is Crystal Smith, and I am a team leader of SC308 um, in Sumter, South Carolina. Um, Gordon's hometown. That is uh -huh. correct. Yep. Definitely Gordon's hometown, so no pressure for me. Um, I um, am the team leader, and I also right now am uh, in the store uh, playing a little manager. Um, and um, actively involved in this store every day cutting here as well. Um, I have two children, uh, two amazing children. One is nine, a little boy, Mason, um, and a little girl who is five, just started kindergarten, Lakin. And you're celebrating because now she's in kindergarten. So the, the, how much thousands of dollars a year does that save in daycare <laughs> when they start school? Isn't that just like the biggest blessing in the world? Yeah, I was telling somebody yesterday uh, that they have a younger child and oh, I can't wait. I'm like, yeah, it almost feels like a pay raise, but and then yeah. reality hits and yeah, they're so they're independent. Up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. So it's, it's, just... a, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, so uh, the reason we want to unpack your story a little bit today, Crystal, is because, I mean, you kind of you kind of touched base on it in, in your introduction, but uh, the fact that you are kind of managing your location, that you're there cutting hair. So uh, I think stylists, especially stylists that are listening to this story are like, wait, what? You're a team leader, but you're a cosmetologist, you're a stylist. So uh, you are one of the few uh, in the history of Sport Clips that has gone from the chair to being a team leader. Mm -hmm. So I really want to get, kind of figure out how that happened, um, when it started to dawn on you that, wait, this is something I want to be a part of forever. Uh, this is what I want my life to be. And so let's, uh, let's kind of go back in time a little bit. You... Uh, I know you're 21, so you've been only cutting <laughs> hair for three years. Uh, give me, kind of, give me when when did the cosmetology thing happen for you, and uh, what was beauty school like? Like, give me just an abbreviated version of when you knew you wanted to be a stylist. Well, actually, um, I took um, the cosmetology program actually in high school, um, and so was my this like part of part of your classes at school Ex i mean you could mm -hmm. get credit for high school by going to college yes. okay so did um, you have other friends doing it mm -hmm. yeah so i used cosmetology kind of um to get my license and i was going to do here and it was going to be my stepping stone so i really wanted to be a nurse i thought back then really? so yes yeah, so um cosmetology was going to get me through college you know that's so that's such a common thread so many cosmetologists like you're, they're drawn to nursing or you know mm -hmm. medical field or something but there's that that desire to help people mm -hmm. right like that was that's that's innate it seems in so many of y'all so this was just kind of 
kind of give you the the income to support going to nursing school mm-hmm. is that what you thought okay mm-hmm. so um i ventured out and i uh, did not uh, go through college as fast as i thought i would and is this in south carolina or where mm-hmm. are you at the time yes, okay in south carolina that's where the accent comes from so you're you're, you're born <laughs> and raised here i am yeah yep. okay cool so um, I started uh, doing hair at uh, 18, fresh, 18, out of high school. Mostly women's hair? Is that what you're doing at the time? I was full service at the time. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, with a different franchise, and I actually um, was a color special, a specialist. Okay, yeah. So I become a color specialist, love doing um, color. Um, and I had managed this particular location at a very young age. Um, and then I just wanted something different sport clubs mm-hmm. was new they were uh coming to town i'm still in college at this time what town what town is this uh lexington okay south carolina mm-hmm. so um i seen some flyers go up and uh it was new i never heard of it before yeah, it had just broken into south carolina probably yes. a year or two earlier right so i stopped by and um i talked to uh which would be rosemary uh-huh. gozier and yeah. eric gozier uh-huh um, and uh, also the team leaders of that store, the ushers, talked to them. Um, and I really, there was something about it I liked. And, and I think one of the things that, that uh, pushed me forward was it, it seemed to be a lot of growth um, opportunities. Uh, and it was very, it was a culture thing for me. Um, like I said, I was a color specialist. So doing men's haircut w- was very different. Right. That was something I was going to adventure. So Was it intimidating think, thinking about having to kind of do a 180 and switch from what you were in your comfort zone to absolutely yeah. I think change is hard for anyone yeah. so yeah definitely um so I'm still in college at this time and um I took that road and uh I spent about 45 minutes on the phone with EJ going back and forth uh-huh. because I'm one of those people that I really got to know what I'm about to get into mm-hmm. um so poor thing I'm walking around Walmart in circles and he's spending a lot of time um talking to me so I took the job there um and as now is this as a keyhole i mean you're starting off as just as a stylist or have they already kind of pegged you for some management role or yes okay because you'd had experience at Mm -hmm. the full service Mm -hmm. so previously they bring in as what um the store manager okay yep so but you're i mean you're a store manager that has knows nothing no offense about sport clips oh absolutely nothing so Nothing. You're learning with the rest of the team. And it, this was a GO or had it been? Yes. Yeah, so okay. we were brand new. We were in it together. Okay. All um, right. It, it's fun. There's a funny story that goes along with it. Okay. Um, so we get in there and uh, the team leaders were brand new as well. So they're mm-hmm. new to sport clips. I'm new to sport clips. We learn together. Uh, we go to our first total impact and we, we've always heard nobody but Texas wins anything uh-huh. at these things. So we zoomed out, I think. Um, Where was and, this huddle? Where was that? I cannot remember. It might have been in Florida. What year? Like what? You remember? 2008. Okay. So you think it's Orlando? Yeah, I think it was in Florida that year. Mm -hmm. So we zoomed out. Next thing I know, we're coming back in, and our coach at the time's running down the hallway. Ira, Crystal, where are we all at? Y'all just won. Uh, it was like rookie uh, of the year. What, rookie manager of the year? Yeah, no, rookie store of the year. Rookie, okay, yeah. So we're like, what? Oh gosh, we, we were kind of embarrassed because we weren't there to accept uh-huh. our awards. So, um, Eric, what was it 308? What was what store was this? That store was actually uh, 304. Okay, SC 304. Uh-huh. So we didn't accept the award. We really, at the time, were so new that we didn't even know what that meant. Right. And, and even months later, I was like, "Well, I'll just be glad when I know what this kind of means." Yeah. So, um, we really learned a lot together. Um, super great team leaders. Um, 
but like I mentioned before, I was a color specialist, so yeah. um, I kind of got felt like I was repetitive mm-hmm. um, doing men's haircutting. Mm-hmm. So I actually stepped back out into full service. Okay. How, uh, how, how far into this? Oh gosh, it's probably about a, six months. Okay. So you started to get the itch to kind of do more, get uh, yeah. back to where you were comfortable. And- so I did that, and it was the biggest mistake mm-hmm. I have ever made. Um, it was a culture thing for me. Um, once you get into sport clips, it's a culture thing. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that was something that, that meant more to me than um, money, you know, um, or financial. I, it was a culture thing for yeah. me. Um, so when I did go back full service, I realized that was where I needed to be and that's where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So, of course, then I had to turn around and right. I had to start I'm do it all about face, yes, start from yes. scratch. So then I, I turned around, started all over, and was a stylist and worked okay. my way all the way up from okay. there. So. Uh, back at 304 or where? Um, no, actually, I was too embarrassed, so I did not <laughs> that do been that. Awkward. Going yeah, back. It, it took me forever to even look that team leader in the eye. So I tell him now, I still work for him. Um, community service. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I made the biggest mistake, uh, but um, it, it was a, it was a growing tool for me, and I think um, in my position now, what it allows me to know is, young women are, they don't, they have different what they think. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes the grass looks greener on the other yeah. side. And now I tell them, hey, look, as long as you go about this the right way, go try it. Yeah. Don't burn. Uh, so public service announcement, announcement here. Don't burn your bridges. <laughs> yeah, yes. Definitely. You, you never know when you need to walk back over them. <laughs> yes. Head, head, hang, head yeah. held down. Yeah. But um, so but it, that was good for me. That made me realize that the color specialist actually wasn't where it was at for me. Mm-hmm. And um. I probably realized really early into the game that I wanted to um, own my own franchise. I've always been very goal-oriented. Um, I had my son, and right after I had my son, um, I had to make a decision. And this is by the time I had came back. I was a stylist, and I was at Harbison SC302. Um, You're going through all the three O's. I know, right, right, that's Columbia. Yeah. And um, so... I had had my son, and I was going to college. Still for nursing, or yes, okay. Um, and so uh, it was getting, and I was still working full time. So mm-hmm. that was a lot on my plate, and I had to make a decision, and that was to continue going to school or to work. And yeah. I, I weighed my options, and I loved what I did. Um, I was very goal oriented. Um, I knew that I could, you know, move up. So I decided that I was not gonna go to school any longer. So I guess some people would probably look at it as, as quitting, but for me, um, it's the best oh, thing I've yeah, ever- It's figuring things out. Yes, yeah. best thing I've ever done. And um, I'm glad I took that avenue. Um, so that's kind of what made me start from there and work my way back up mm-hmm. into management. Um, and then I did even a little coaching. Um, really? Yeah, and, wow. uh, yep, and I was an area manager for the Gozers as well. So, um, and I've been very fortunate to, to learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric and Rosemary were truly a blessing and, and probably my biggest mentor, you know, being 20 years old, you just, right. you know, you need, you those, need, that, some, yeah, you need some of yeah. those things. But I was very honest with them about um, you know, wanting to move up and, and they knew I always needed a challenge. You know, mm-hmm. I have to be on my feet, I need a challenge. And um, I knew probably when my, like I said, my son was born, so probably nine years ago and I started researching 
digging and I don't want anyone to think it just happens overnight um, so I, I digged I did research um, what, what, so what what kind of research you're not going to Wikipedia I mean what are you doing I to just, investigate how to how to go about this I think for me personally it was more than um, just asking one team leader uh, okay. anytime something was going on in the area in the market um, at the huddles um, I was always there and I was always there asking questions and always, like this lady again, man, yeah, no. what do I got to do to shut her yes. up? Oh, she's full of questions. I'm yeah. sure that wasn't, the, I'm sure everybody was like, this is cool. What, but why I feel she, like why, I yeah. powers knowledge, and if yeah. I'm going to surround myself with people, I want it to be someone better than me or someone that I look up to, mm -hmm. someone that can feed me knowledge. So um, I was always uh, going to different events, learning things, um, learning the way different team leaders did different things. Um what else there was out there um, so that's kind of how I did a little bit of my research and then just looking into the company you know um, I, I googled away you know so um, that's when I started uh, was there and um, actually let's see that was nine years ago so um, actually the time I was ready, or I thought I was ready, um, there were no more licenses yeah. in uh, the Columbia area. Small little problem. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, my whole world was crushed. I remember calling Rosemary, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is never going to happen for me yeah. now. And um, But I knew I, that's what I wanted to do. This is all I know with sport clubs. So. What, what did she say when you were kind of despondent and discouraged? Oh, she always, she's one of those people that can hug you through the yes, phone uh -huh, no matter what. Uh -huh. So she's like... Well, they may open up more in the area, you know. And I was like, okay, well, so um, that hasn't happened and didn't happen. Right. So it's a very strong market. I mean, they, they especially, Eric uh, and Rosemary, did such an amazing job as area developers. Now EJ has come along. Ashley, mm -hmm. they're doing a lot of the, the, a lot of the work, obviously, but. Um, just establishing sport clips in this area they <laughs> were phenomenal so it wasn't like you're right it wasn't like they were licenses or stores were going to be falling through the cracks mm -hmm. so you're kind of seeing oh no my window of opportunity I, the timing's not right it's closed on me mm -hmm. so uh, she she loves you through that mm -hmm. and and then what um, well, actually, um, I went through some really personal things about uh, two years ago, which led to a divorce. And um, so then not only was uh, it, there's no more stores, I'm, you know, going through a divorce. And so I... And you got two kiddos. Two you kids. to figure out what we're going to do with it. So yeah. I'm like, oh, my whole world's falling apart. Right. Nothing is going my way. Wow. So I picked up the phone in the maddest time of uh, everything I was going through. And I called EJ and I'm like, look just because I'm going through a divorce, don't forget I have dreams. Don't mm -hmm. forget mm -hmm. what we've talked about. Don't forget I've told you. Do, you, do you. Did you get the sense that maybe they were taking their foot off the gas just to kind of give you some space? Maybe well, they absolutely. Oh, okay. How could you not, yeah. I feel like, you know, for something like that. And so I just wanted to say, hey, I'm still all I, in. I know my life yeah. looks like a wreck <laughs> from the outside, yeah. but this is still what I want to do. And yeah. um, it's like, okay, okay. And I, I didn't feel like he doubted me at all. Um, and then, gratefully, the opportunity came available, and um, it, was, it was amazing timing for me because, personally, I got to put a lot of time and focus and energy 
into something that was going to be so positive for me um, versus just letting you know life get the best of me and you know go the opposite way so I was truly blessed at the way that the timing happened and it was a previously owned store mm -hmm. so um, there was a team leader that already opened it um, and he was wanting to get out so it just all worked out right. just you know so I mean and really talk about the stars aligning for it to like that had to be the ultimate sign it was in the founders hometown oh, yeah. <laughs> like when when that when that hit you're like oh wait this it's got to be from above the fact that of all the stores in south carolina yes, gordon was coming to country, save me right exactly, <laughs> exactly he swoops in with his cowboy hat and cape yes and um and so all right so you get that call the stores any hesitation oh yes okay. absolutely a time let's be real yeah then, right? yeah yeah a time so as an area manager, um, you know, we're an extension of the team leaders. So I've been to uh, TLTC. Yep. So, and I'm very goal-oriented and numbers smart um, on, on certain side of things. And so we're an extension of them. So I felt like, okay, I've done this. You know, Ashley, trust me, I, I've been kind of like a team leader already. But then you think, that's her money. That's, right. you know, it's different. It's very different when it's... Um, I can't mess up. Yeah, you got skin in the game. You're next yeah. on the line. Use all the, uh, the analogies you want. Yeah. That's... So, um, yeah, I was very nervous. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, again, I'm a single mother, and I have two small children. And uh, We haven't even said how far away you live. You live from your store. So yes. why don't you tell me how long it takes you to get to, to your store every time you go in. It takes me an hour and a half. Each way. Each way. And so, if it's bad traffic, I have had it take me two hours. And you, like we said at the top of this, you work in the store, mm -hmm. at least right now, mm -hmm. while you're kind of managing and building the culture. Mm -hmm. I know that's something that you're passionate about. So can you give me uh, what have been some of the early challenges that you had? You assume uh, the team leader duties, roles, responsibilities, financially, all that kind of stuff. You sign on the dotted line. Take, and you hadn't worked that store ever, right? I actually did work in that okay, store. Okay, you had been there before. So did you knew you knew some of the team members, or? Oh, I have to say, I've worked in there two days, and they did not say a word. No, okay, all right, yeah. okay. So it was. It, it's not like you got the good vibes. This is where I'm meant to be. You mm -hmm. had to really. Mm -hmm. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Jump in with both feet and just mm -hmm. kind of double down, as our huddle theme was last yes. year, and take that risk. Okay, so you you go in the store. Again, you, you know the culture hasn't been yet what you want it to be. What is that? What is that transitionary period from you being on the other side to now being a team leader in your store? What What was that in the first weeks and months like? Oh gosh, that was probably uh, for me was probably getting to know some of the girls uh, or trying to to get to know them, get some information, see what motivates them, observing. Um, seeing what they liked or they didn't like and even culture still to this day is something that we're definitely mm -hmm. pushing in that store um i think change for anybody is hard um and obviously from probably one person to the next there's going to be some change you um, feel challenges because what a unique situation to have the woman that's managing your store essentially is that what that's what you're doing also be the team leader like that doesn't happen i mean literally there's probably five you know, team leaders in our system that were once managers. So do you think it's a weird dynamic? Do you think they kind of sense, you know, there's something a little different? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that um, 
a team leader and a manager usually are two separate roles. Yes. So um, I want to be the good guy. I want to come in and do all the cheerleading and high-fiving when we do records and all the fun stuff. But unfortunately, I'm playing a double role right now, and it's kind of good cop, bad cop. And um, in order to have change and see growth and and create that culture, it's got to be done. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. We've done some really fun uh, team-building activities. Um, Like what? We went to the escape room. Okay. Uh, did you escape? That's a real Oh, point. no, we didn't okay, make it out. Okay, you got to go again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't make it out. So we went <laughs> to the escape room. Um, we did a full three days of a regrained opening training. Um, my big thing was making sure that um, it wasn't a training issue. I wanted to make sure I gave them all the knowledge to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. So um, we did uh, retraining. Um, and after that, we... Uh, did the escape room so and then we've also done like a paint thing together and we're getting ready to come ball oh no no paintball gosh you can imagine how that would get like the wine and dine kind of paint yes exactly Uh so that and that was a paintball might that might be something to get your aggression out though at each other if you ever need to (laughs) Uh, they're not an aggressive group of girls they're they're actually really quiet Mm -hmm. you know I know I went in there they were you're right they're kind of chill yeah, they're chill and things out. you gotta you gotta pull some stuff you know pull stuff out of them. Great group though. We've uh, really done some really amazing things this quarter. I, I mean, when I was there, I'll just say this. I'll give them this plug. I saw, I mean, I don't know, three to five clients. They all walked out with amazing haircuts. So technically, I know they've got the skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't sit down to get my my haircut or chat with them too much, but I, I could tell that you got a quality group there. Yes. And it's at three hundred eight. What's your store number? SC three hundred eight. Okay, mm-hmm. three hundred eight. Um, what have been some of the, the highlights so far of being a team leader? Is there still kind of the wait-and-see mode for you to be able to rejoice too much? You know, really and truly, I forgot how awesome it was to be a stylist. Mm. And um, because I have been an area manager so long and uh, a coach, that we don't get behind the chair a lot. And um, it's now I get to get behind the chair, and I'm like, oh, God, this is awesome. And you get that positive feedback from that client that you make you know feel great and they give you a great listen 360 score and you get a tip and they buy retail and they get their you know back bar and it's just an amazing feeling and I think sometimes being an area manager it's great to take that step back and, and be able to get back behind the chair because our stylists are really who make our our business awesome yes, for um, sure. and for me that's my first passion and um, it's great to get back behind the chair um, it's you know what's neat is uh, one of the great things about my job is I get to travel the country, get to meet obviously like yourself. I, I get to meet a lot of uh, great people like you, and uh, I spend a lot of time with coaches. Mm-hmm. And for me, the, the coaches that I don't want to put any of them on blast, but the ones that seem the most fulfilled are the ones who still maybe one day a week go into a store and cut and have that relationship where they still are with clients and they're still obviously proficient and, mm-hmm. and really good really technically there but that there's something about when a st- the way stylists the way you guys are wired is so amazing that that human that connection that feeds it, i think your energy you know mm-hmm. your whole vibe and so when you step away from that maybe as an area manager or someone and you're not doing it as often it's almost like part of your fuel tank gets lowered, mm-hmm. you know. So for you to now be well, back, you're and so busy it. fixing, you know, everything else or right. helping you're and coaching, putting out fires. Yeah, putting yeah. out fires, and it's just good to hear, you know, go back to where you started and get some positive 
um, reinforcement from you know your clients and, yeah. and making them happy. So what? Uh, and you might have you might have covered this all kind of in the time of our uh, course of our time yet so far. But if I'm a stylist, I'm listening to this right now. And I'm looking for like, okay, what are the two or three things I, I got to do once I realize this is a dream of mine to be a team leader? What what are some things that you, looking back, you would say, these were the critical things that I did that helped me get in this position? Oh, yes, definitely I'd say patience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it does not happen overnight. Um, so don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Okay. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I feel like research was another one. Yeah, research you know, was one, of... but a little bit more than research, I'd say goal-oriented. That's been a okay. huge, huge thing for me. And Do you write it down? Do you write your goals down, or you just know what you oh, want? Oh, God, I probably write them down like five times. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, just being goal-oriented, and I guess not so much writing it down, but... Um, knowing what you're going for, why, um, even just as far as uh, accepting a challenge. Um, I'm very goal-oriented, whether I was a stylist, whether I was an assistant manager or a manager, I wanted to be the best. And and if I wasn't, I wanted to know why. I wanted to know how, and I wanted wanted you to give me feedback so I could do it next time. Um, So patience, uh, goal-oriented, uh, is, is a big one and, um, and and like I said I'll take this back to um, I was going I was working at sport clips mm-hmm. and being a stylist because that was going to get me through college but just because I was riding the fence to get me through college I never stopped doing the best that I could do mm-hmm. um, I always gave it my all whether I was a stylist just making my way to my next move um, I think that really helped me And then another thing was um, exposure, Um, sucking up knowledge, going to any kind of event that I possibly could go to. Sometimes there's product knowledge events or events happening in our area, and I just see girls like slouch in their Mm -hmm. seat, and it just... It wrecks you, huh? Oh, it it kills me, because I just want to be like, power is knowledge, this Mm -hmm. is a way for you to see that we are so much bigger and to get so much more knowledge, whether this is where you see yourself long-term or not, um, you can learn something and take something away from it. So um, being involved. And I think, and not to put words in your mouth, but I wanna wanna flesh out one thing that I think was critical in your development. So if a a stylist really has this as a dream, you seem to surround yourself with mentors. Mm -hmm. And I don't wanna say leech onto them, Okay, uh, but you didn't let them go, right? <laughs> no, you know, you, not easy. You, you held on for dear life, and and we're even honest with them. Like when you had the challenge, you're going through divorce and figuring out with what to do with your kids. Where you said, "Hey, don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still here. I'm still me. I still have dreams." And I think that was so great that you had that connection, obviously with the Gozers, but uh, but even other team leaders that you pick their brains. But just to have those mentors in your life, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I I certainly. I'm not where I am in my career or my livelihood or who I am as a person without very key people mm-hmm. along the way, kind of calibra- helping me calibrate, knock off some rough edges. Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine where you would be if oh, uh, they didn't get a hold of you at, yeah. at certain critical <laughs> times, right? So I, I think for any stylist out there that's listening and really has that dream that they got to find someone that they can just kind of go under their wing, be humble. Be hum- I mean, that seems like you were super humble, said, I don't know everything. Help me. Oh, I still don't know everything. Uh (laughs) You and me both, sister. Yeah, I think that is a great thing. Um, Eric and Rosemary were super awesome. 
Um, it, it's about that culture thing. They just, you know, family. And I felt very secure with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosemary could tell me to go play in traffic. And yeah. if that was the best thing, I, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first come on as, as her area manager, uh, I was so, I'm so grateful. Um, she had to really bring me down yeah. to reality. I'm like, what is she doing? No, we can't. No, we had a fire. She's like, no, honey, Crystal, calm down. So I learned a lot from her. She's uh, definitely an amazing mentor and uh, big Eric as well. Uh, He's awesome with the number side of things and um, arguing around uh, a round table with him and getting him heated in the moment is probably something I miss more than anything. Um, And also other team leaders in the area. You know, I'm not afraid to call. Um, and ask them questions, see how they're doing things, and just being involved. Um, a lot of team leaders in my area and other areas know who I am because I've kind of walked up and said, hey, what's going yeah. on in your market? How are things going? Um, even as a manager. So. Well, that, that's why I wanted to capture your story because uh, uh, what you have done is so phenomenal, and yet I think inspirational that uh, I'd love to see every stylist that has a dream of one day being either a manager or obviously a team leader. I'd love to see them chase that dream. And if they could glean one or two key things that maybe I'm sitting down with them in years from now and find out, hey, and they say, oh, I listened to this podcast with Crystal Smith and she told me to do this and they mm-hmm. did it. I'd love to see that pan out. So um, so here's what here's where I'm at. Uh, I got 10 fun questions that we're gonna wrap this up with, All but right. I also have a presentation to give you real quick something special that uh because we're here in darlington and so uh for those of y'all you might have seen the race or maybe watched on facebook live i was streaming from victory lane uh we were having a blast uh denny finished first like i said he got disqualified for a post-race inspection but we didn't care at the time and i don't don't, (laughs) to be honest i I think we're still kind of happy because it was such a fun event but uh so after afterwards first of all he takes a picture with what 50 different sponsored hats <laughs> was, yeah, like he had to lot. keep taking hats on and off but they had told us sport clips hey stick around we'll get you a picture with him and they really wanted a group photo i don't i don't know if you you sense that but they yeah. didn't want us coming one up at a time but last year when i was at darlington before before the race i tried to get denny to do the scissors pose and he didn't mm-hmm. he wanted just to hold up the number one you know, first place. He wanted, he wanted <laughs> he to. He was right. And so the scissor pose to him looked like number two. <laughs> and he didn't want to do. So, anyways, so after this race, uh, they finally call us over and they let us take a picture with him. And I explained to him, Denny, hey, we have this social media scissor pose that we do, something that we started. And it's, it's kind of just our shout out to everybody at Sport Clips. So, could you do it? Sure enough, he flashes a scissor pose. And. I needed a scissor pose sister to take a picture, so you took the picture for me. But not only that, when you went up there, you had him do the scissor pose with you. And from what I can tell from all the pictures, those are the only two scissor pose pictures that we got, Denny Hamlin, in history. So as as uh, those maybe watching on YouTube or listening, we have our uh, scissor awesome. pose shirt. So um, she's my sister pose. That's right. She's my scissor pose sister. So she's getting, I'm awarding Aww. her one of our scissor pose shirts, which uh, uh, I know she's going to proudly support and, and wear, wear and pictures with her team. So uh, you can only get those by doing something epic and getting that was epic. Denny Hamlin in Victory Lane to do a scissor pose is epic. We're the only, only two people in history <laughs> to do that so far. Let's see if we can get it again. Okay. So uh, all that being said, I got 10 questions and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. All right. 
these are fun questions. Nothing about you being, you know, super serious team leader now. But uh, number one, which superpower would you most like to have? Superpower would I most likely like to have? Uh, I think I'd like to travel back in time. Really? Okay. Undo some things and do Redo, some things differently. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I see. I thought it was going to be like teleporting so you can get back and forth <laughs> to your 308 faster. Yeah, that'd be a good All one. All right. Uh, what is your personal motto? My personal motto is find something you love to do and you will never have to work again. Oh, I like it. Cool. Uh, other than where you live now, let's say South Carolina, where else in the world would you most like to live? Other than where I live now. Probably somewhere beachy, tropical, um, maybe Destin, Florida. Well, I was going to say, uh, we're recording this. We don't, by the time this airs, Hurricane Dorian will have, <laughs> will have come and gone. We won't, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't even know where it's going to hit right now. So I was saying I'd stay away from the East Coast yeah, if well, I was picking a beach, but that's, hey, you know. That's, we definitely don't want to go to like Venice Beach. Have you ever been there? In California? Yes. Yes. No, yeah. Those those beaches leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> uh, okay. What words or phrases do you most overuse? Oh, Jesus, take the will. Really? Okay. <laughs> Everyone's heard you say that a billion times. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise do I love? I would probably have to be mommy or I love oh, you. <laughs> okay. All right. A mother's heart. What sound or noise do you hate? Oh, uh, silverware against your teeth. Really? Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that next time I'm eating around you. All right. In the story, if when they make the movie based on the story of your life, who's going to play the lead character? Who's going to play you? Who's what gonna... actress? Oh, you know, I am not a movie person. But if someone was going to... Yeah, if you had to pick one one famous actress that you would want to play your role. I don't know. Like a Jennifer Aniston type. You want to go... Um, I don't even know her personality. I'm hugely not a movie I'm going to go Jennifer Aniston. Okay, that's there we who, go. You got I the big that one. <laughs> okay. Now, there's a soundtrack for the movie. You get to pick one band... To play the music for your entire soundtrack, what band are you picking? Jeez. Uh, Who's that band that played last night here in Darlington? Oh, that Josh Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they sound like, but yeah, sure, he, he's playing it. Okay, yeah. all right, we'll give him a shout out. And now go, they they give you a, a they let you pick the title to the movie that's based on the story of your life. What are you, what, what are we calling that movie? Gosh, I really should have uh, probably been a little bit more prepared. No, these are no, these are these are new questions. Some of these are. Um, I just I want your honest gut reaction. Life's a highway. Life's a highway. Okay, I like it. Especially right, hour and a half commute back and forth to work. All right, last question: If heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm proud of you. Good. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, 
certainly not God on this side of the microphone, but we are proud of you. I mean, your story, I know that uh, stylists, other team leaders, people listening to this are going, yes, and they're cheering you on. We're cheering you on at Sport Clips. Uh, everything that I've seen. I, I've been trying, by the way, we've been trying to record this podcast for over a year. Uh, we thought we were going to do this last Labor Day weekend, and things didn't work out, but I'm glad it lined up now. Your story's even better than it was a year ago. Uh, but yeah, we're proud of you. And thank you, uh, thank you for representing stylists and man- with dreams and the fact that you took one step forward and felt like maybe you took another step backwards, you went back to full circle, like all that kind of stuff. I just think that's reality. You I don't have to be perfect, right? I mean, there's there, nothing disqualifies you, right? Mm-hmm. If as long as you have a dream and you keep chasing it. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, not how many times you fall down, but how many times you get back right. up. That's right, and I'm very proud of you, and, uh, and thank you so much for carving some time out. We're up oh. a little earlier than we were supposed <laughs> to be here in Darlington on a Labor Day Sunday, but, uh, but we made it happen, so thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. All right, and everybody, we will have another edition. I don't know if it'll be as exciting as this one, but we'll have another edition next week, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks.